Stu does America, the state of the race. Welcome to the state of the race. It is January 11th, 2024, 299 days till the general election, just 12 days until New Hampshire and its primary, and only four days until the Iowa caucus. Coming up on the episode today, DeSantis and Haley debate Trump and Ramaswamy go to their town halls and we mourn and or celebrate the death of Chris Christie's campaign. But we start with our key metric. We've spent a lot of time so far this week talking about the Republican primary and, of course, the Iowa caucus, which is the most immediate concern. But today I want to look at where we are with Joe Biden. We all kind of look at the Biden presidency as this unmitigated catastrophe, if you happen to be a conservative. And of course, it's easy to see it that way. It's certainly true in my mind. But what do Americans think? A lot of times they don't see the truth, at least in my opinion. So what do they actually see as far as Joe Biden and the job he is doing? Do Americans actually approve or disapprove of Joe Biden. Now, one of the things you notice about Donald Trump during his presidency was he wasn't all that well liked nationally. He did well with Republicans, but overall, his approval rating was usually in the low 40s, which is not a great number. And that kind of started from the very beginning of his presidency. And he was pretty consistent throughout his presidency, bouncing around in that general vicinity. That's not been the case with Joe Biden. In fact, when he started out his presidency, he had an approval rating well above 50%, about 53.4% when he started in January 2021. That hung above 50% uh, all the way until about August of 2021, when it first dipped under 50%. But it was still positive. At that point, he was still about a plus 7, 49% approved, 42% disapproved. That cross happened in September of 2021. Now more people disapproved than approved. And in fact, that continued, the trend of disapproval continued to go and go and go and go all the way until summer of 2022. This is sort of the peak inflation time where you see Joe Biden's approval drop to about 38%. It it goes back up actually a little bit to the low 40s and hangs there kind of how Trump's did throughout his entire presidency. But what we have seen is another change. Over the past six months or so, Joe Biden's approval has slightly fallen and continued to fall. In fact, now his approval rating is only 38.8%. This is an average of all polls too. I'm not just pulling one out that happens to look bad for Joe Biden. This is a wide-scale problem. People don't like Joe Biden. They don't like his presidency. They don't like what's happening to America. This means this Republican primary is very important because Joe Biden is extremely vulnerable. You're not just imagining that. It is reality. Now let's move to our candidate updates. First, Donald Trump had a town hall. This aired on Fox News, his first live appearance on Fox News in almost two years. And this was really a decision to counter-program the debate between two other candidates, Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley. And that debate played out in quite interesting fashion. You think with Donald Trump leading the field in all the polls, he would be the focus of the criticism. But no, 
I would say the split of Haley versus Trump attacks from Ron DeSantis was probably 80-20 Haley. And I would say if you looked at the split of DeSantis versus Trump attacks from Nikki Haley, it was probably 90-10 against DeSantis. You know, it was weird. In an alternate universe, some of it felt kind of like normal to candidates that are highly qualified going at each other. Sometimes substance, sometimes personal attacks, but mostly a normal feeling debate. It felt sort of normal, except no one really acknowledged that, you know, if you look at the national polls, no one's within 50 points of the leader. The feeling I got watching it was that both of these candidates are somewhat resigned to playing for second place here and thinking they need the Trump situation to fall apart, maybe with a legal issue, uh, maybe he gets thrown off a ballot somewhere. It almost felt like a, a game for second place. We'll see how that goes after the first results start coming in. Now, Vivek Ramaswamy had his own town hall going on, and he sort of participated in the DeSantis-Haley debate as well, putting an ad on that debate and tried to get viewers to turn this S off, was his message to people watching. Um, and also, we should bring up Asa Hutchinson. Yes, still running. He scored a major endorsement from the Storm Lake Times Pilot. Yes, everyone's hometown newspaper. Well, actually, Buena Vista County's hometown newspaper. And they had a lot to say about Asa Hutchinson. They said he checks all the GOP boxes except one. Fealty to a traitorous Trump. What we like most? Hutchinson is not mean. So there you go. Asa Hutchinson, the not mean candidate, and also the not getting any voters candidate. Now let's look at today's focus, and it was a big day in the campaign. Chris Christie, of course, dropping out of the race in a somewhat cataclysmic Chris Christie-esque way. He got caught on a hot mic, trashing Nikki Haley, trashing Ron DeSantis, seemingly unintentionally, but who knows, is, is this is going to mess up some future endorsement? Who knows? But he's now out of the race. And what I want to focus on is not the Chris Christie campaign, because honestly, as we pointed out yesterday, it never really had a chance to succeed. But that doesn't mean there's no impact here. Let me re rewind a little bit and, and tell you where we were in New Hampshire, for example. We told you about the poll yesterday in New Hampshire that had Trump at 39, Haley at 32, Chris Christie at 12, Ramaswamy at 8, and DeSantis at 5. And we went through the breakdowns of this. Almost all of the support for Chris Christie comes not from Republicans, but be from Democrats and independents planning to vote in New Hampshire. And this poll goes into some detail about who these people are. It breaks them down by ideology. And this is where this gets important for the New Hampshire race. Now, Chris Christie uh, got only 3% of libertarian voters uh, that were in the uh, in the voting pool. He got 26%, though, of moderate voters. Now, Christie is two times any other candidate when it comes to moderate voters, with the exception of Nikki Haley, who gets 55%. So a massive lead for Haley among moderate voters. However, there's one more category. And that category is, and I kid you not, this is the real name of the category, liberal, progressive, and socialist voters. That group is a group, some of these people are going to be voting in the Republican primary. 
Chris Christie gets 40% of that group, losing only to Haley, who gets 44% of that vote. No one else gets more than 2%. And while that doesn't seem important, what does it matter if liberals and socialists are going to vote for Chris Christie? Well, they can vote in the Republican primary in New Hampshire, and they probably will be pretty active. Now, it's fair to say, I think, if Nikki Haley dropped out, not all of her voters would go to Chris Christie. They would be split largely among the field. However, when Christie is dropping out, almost all of his voters will go to Nikki Haley. Maybe a few go to Asa Hutchinson for a more pure anti-Trump vote, especially after that big South Times Lake Tribune endorsement or whatever that was. But Christie, you know, you look at his campaign, you have to say... He's been a giant zilch in this campaign. He's made a lot of noise. He's gone on MSNBC a lot of times. He's really made no impact with the exception of New Hampshire, where he was likely to finish in third place. The fact that he's pulling out before votes are cast there is actually a big deal for Haley in New Hampshire. And I think it makes New Hampshire at this moment really a toss up. Trump could very well lose to Nikki Haley in New Hampshire. There's a lot to happen before that. We will see. And honestly, even if Haley does win, the question is, where does she go from here? I mean, uh, you know, she's thinking, look, I'll deal with that later. But as of right now, she has a good chance to be very competitive, if not beat Donald Trump in New Hampshire. As far as Christie, this is consistent with what he said at the beginning. You know, he would do anything to stop Donald Trump. And he was very bitter in his speech where he said he was going to get out of the race, but that's what he focused on, uh, as well as bashing a bunch of the other candidates. But this is also consistent with maintaining Chris Christie's position as the Republican savior of the MSNBC crowd. If he stays in the race and he sinks Haley in New Hampshire, the invites on liberal media are going to start drying up. This way, he protects his resistance street cred, and he keeps his future bookings as America's only, quote-unquote, good conservative. As usual with Chris Christie, these decisions are usually made to benefit Chris Christie. And that is the state of the race, January 11th, 2024. Be sure to join us on Stu Does America on Blaze TV, 8 p.m. Eastern, blazetv.com slash stew. We'll see you there.